0: A bit of light rain and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeleine DeBellis. The month of May marks Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. Alberta has seen a dramatic jump in the number of people killed in motorcycle accidents in 2020, a 90% increase in fatalities. President of the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, Leanne Langlois, says these deaths are heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. We somewhat expected it, though. With COVID, it changed a lot
1: of things. There weren't a lot of vehicles on the road at the start of the season because everybody was working
0: from home or schools were closed or everything like that. It kind of opened up the streets to be a bit of a speedway. There will be a greater focus on the actions of their own community when the Society launches their annual safety campaign today. Drivers are being reminded to watch out for people on motorbikes this time of year. Langlois says an increase in bike sales means we can assume there will be more riders on the road. More news in a moment, but first 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Well, we are now dealing with wet road conditions and reduced visibility because of the rain passing by the city now. Still not seeing delays right now, though. And over in the Northeast, we have some construction along the median and shoulder lanes of Stony Trail between 17th Avenue and 96th Avenue. Watch for crews working on scene throughout the day. This goes all summer long. This spring, look for street sweeping signs and posted parking ban hours. Find out the sweeping schedule in your neighborhood and sign up for notifications. Visit calgary.ca sweep for the 770 HQR traffic helicopter. I'm Tay Houston. There appears to be benefits to spacing out the first and second doses of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. This from infectious disease specialist Dr. Craig Jenny at the University of Calgary comes as a as Alberta plans to administer second doses of it in June. While stretching out the time when you get the second AstraZeneca shot may give a better immune response. Jenny tells course Radio Sue and Andy it's different for Pfizer and Moderna.
2: At least more than two months that we've not seen any uh, loss of protection in the general population. There are some uh, specific groups and we are expecting uh, updated guidelines on those groups. So the really older patients or people with some immunocompromised
3: conditions.
0: Jenny says Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines offer about 80% protection, which allows more people to get inoculated. Advocates are calling on the federal government to address anti-black racism in the public service by implementing timely changes, not long-term promises.
4: Chris Aylward, National President of the PSAC, says anti-black racism in the federal public service is widespread, and there are only limited opportunities for career growth or advancement for black employees. That is seconded by Norma Domi, Executive VP of the Professional Institute of Public Service of Canada. She says the staffing process in the public service is not transparent, and black employees fear retaliation if they challenge the system. The Liberals, for their part, have pledged to promote a more diverse and inclusive public service. Workforce. Steve Hettiger, the Canadian Press,
0: and four astronauts splashed down just before three o'clock this morning in the Gulf of Mexico off Panama City, Florida. Their trip home from the International Space Station abroad uh, aboard a SpaceX Dragon capsule took just six and a half hours. SpaceX senior advisor Hans Koenigsmann is looking forward to more collaborations between SpaceX and NASA.
4: The, the execution was, was just, just perfect in my, in my eyes. So I think going
2: forward, we're we ready for, for this important step. We're ready for the private astronaut mission.
0: This was the first time an American crew has splashed down in darkness since the Apollo 8 moonshot ended on December 27th, 1968. It's 4 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeleine DeBellis.
5: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. It is May the 2nd and uh, one of my texters said it was uh, snowing in the northwest, it's sunny in the southeast, so typical Calgary. We got weather going. Turned my sprinklers on yesterday for the first time and uh, it was actually, yeah, it's kind of neat, but it made me think of how fast our weather changes. Like, a week and a half, two weeks ago, we have snow and ice in the ground, and some of the job sites we're going to still have ice in the shady spots. And then you see tulips and things blooming, and things are coming up. My pear trees already blooming. The white blooms on it are just starting to come out. Had a couple pictures of um, some hascup berries um, sent over the text, and just asking about... Uh, what the blooms come first before the leaves yeah that typically happens on a lot of the before the leaves fully leaf out a lot of times the blooms come out a bit early and that's why sometimes we end up losing some of our fruit production if we get a cool night and when the blooms are out sometimes the fruit the fruit can the blossoms can get frozen or and, uh, and harm that way where they don't end up going into the fruit production. But at this time you're like right now you wanna start doing some slow deep watering on your trees and shrubs, hose down your evergreens, give them a really good shot and, uh, of water. And you can also do your fertilizing if you're not on a feeding program. I know our Prune It Up guys are getting ready to start doing the deep root injection on all the, all the trees around town. And also the Green It Up lawn fertilizer, I applied that yesterday as well. So if you're looking to to get that done, we we will do that for you as well, or you can find it in the store. So by all means, uh, give Mark and the Green It Up, Prune It Up crew, they'd be more than happy to to get you all looked after on that department on in the backyard if you need a little help getting everything into shape because it does make a big difference. And uh, applied a little bit of new mulch and tidy everything up, feels good. To have the yard all ready to go so anyways it's uh again busy time but it's still a bit early and to be planting except for you could you can do some pansies and petunias snapdragons things like that the real tough stuff but you don't want to be popping out your uh, potato vine or your and things like that it's just it's way too early uh, begonias we still get another three or four weeks before we can put that stuff outside. Um, but if you want to make up some pots and have them go outside on the patio, just watch the temperature on any of that below five is a little bit, uh, on the tender side. So you want to keep it above five Celsius and then you, uh, you should be pretty safe and there's no sense stressing them out, but it is good to get them climatized. So that's where that temperature between eight and 15, it's actually quite good for the plants. It's um, they acclimatize, they get firmed up, and uh, so then when we do get our cool nights, um, you'll be totally fine. But we have some great plants in already, so it's good. Trees and shrubs and perennials will be arriving this week, and uh, but it, like I said, it's still a bit early to be planting some of this stuff out. Um, I'm seeing some of the stuff out in the garden centers already, which it's good for the for the selection. And we finally got our two containers of pottery in from Vietnam—gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Um, but we were caught up in all the the freight uh, dilemma that's affecting the the world with this global pandemic. So, but we finally got our pots in, and uh, they are looking great. They're all out on display. So anyways and they are going quite quick so again whatever garden center you're at if you see a plant you like um i wouldn't wait to buy it if you if you think you're gonna come back next week and it'll be there chance are it probably won't because they a lot of the stuff is moving out of the stores really quite quickly we have a great supply chain lined up for the spring so we're looking good shape and uh, been in touch with them all the last few days here and they're all ready to go and we're ready to go now and uh, getting everything all cleaned up and and uh, it's springtime it's amazing may 1st can't believe it and uh, how fast the time goes and if you'd like to give me a call phone lines are wide open 403 974 8255 or 1 800 563 uh, seven 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 zero. If you'd like to give me a shout, and I believe I should have Jen on the line. Is Jen on there, Gord? Okay, maybe not yet. Okay, I will. Uh... Okay, if you, do you want to just put someone on there, Gord, and I'll. You haven't got a chance to give me their names, but all right, let's go. Good morning, Ella.
6: Yes. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Let me just see. I have to press this button here. Okay. Well, good morning. How are you?
5: I'm very good. How can I help you?
6: Okay. I am going to build, actually, in the process of building a planter. And I wonder what I should put on the bottom of it to fill it up so I don't use that much
5: uh, soil. Okay. How deep are you going to make it?
6: It is going to be. Let me just see. Three feet. Three feet tall. Uh, Let me just. Okay. Three feet tall.
5: And is it attached right to the ground, or is it on a stand?
6: It's a ground.
5: Uh, I I would just fill it with with like do the bottom part. I would fill it with loam, like just a good garden loam. Mm -hmm. And then the top two thirds, I would just use like a potting mix or something like the big yellow bag, or but. To to you you, you, can, you don't need to block only half of it if it I would just fill it with that good loam and then every couple of, every year just take out the top third and yes. replace that and then you should be totally fine.
6: Okay, that's that's great. Actually, it's taller than it's the width of three feet. It is taller than that. It's five feet tall.
5: Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So. Um, well, when you're building it, at when you get to the three foot depth, if you want to put um, wood, you could do wood um, planks across, mm-hmm. a- and to to establish that certain height, like you're sort of building the floor, right. And you can definitely do that, and just use two by tens or something like that. And are you going to be growing f- uh, food or flowers?
6: Oh, food, food.
5: Okay, so you make sure you want to use cedar. Cedar, um, okay. You, yeah. Or, and there is some of the safe uh, pressure treated lumber that you can use, but be careful. make sure it's the one when you're buying it that is food safe.
6: What kind of how
5: safe it is Root? food safe like oh, just food. when you're at the lumber store oh, yeah, food some safe. of the older like the, some of the pressure treated wood has uh, preservatives in it that maybe isn't food safe and you just don't want that leaching into your garden.
6: Yeah, how about untreated food? Uh, I
5: mean, wood would that be okay untreated? What, unt- the only problem is when it's in the in the soil, it'll tend to rot fairly quickly. Yeah. Unless you totally seal it up, but that's where you need the drainage and that. But cedar oh. can last quite a bit longer, or the pressure treated. And le- oh. and what I would do is put the wood down and then use landscape fabric. Oh yeah. So that I, way the, I have that. the that way it can drain. And the soil doesn't hit the wood and won't rot. So maybe you can put two layers though. Okay. Ma- make two sure you layers. get a good seal on it. Yeah.
6: Okay. And also I need to know how to start asparagus.
5: Asparagus you get in it comes in bare root. Um, so it comes like uh kinda of like you know how when you buy it at the grocery store it's in a in a bundle. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that at the garden center. So it comes in bundles of of the bare root, and then find a nice, warm, well-drained place. And if if it's going to be in your garden box, that should be great. Um, and then you can just plant it into there, nice sunny location, and you should do great.
6: Okay. And how do I feed it?
5: Um, you want to you just water them, and then they want they'd want to use. Um, with those, you could just use like a 20-20-20 or you can okay. use like a 15-30-15. But the 20-20-20 is a great all-purpose for a lot of that.
6: All-purpose. So also it would be good for beets. Yep. I am also growing beets. That would
5: be good yep, for... beets. A- Again, you want a little bit of a higher middle number. So even like the 15-30-15. And we also have a granular fertilizer and it's from uh, Groundskeeper's Pride. It's a veggie. It's like a eight four five. It's it's you can mix that right into the soil, so it's mm-hmm. a good slow release as well.
6: And so I usually um, use the fifteen thirty fifteen to uh, to fertilize my uh, sour cherry tree. And yep. I see that it is that are the buds are swelling. And can I start using that now, or should I wait, or?
5: What should I do? Yeah, no, that's right now is the perfect time. This is when you want to start watering and fertilizing some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cuz right now this is when they're filling up all the yeah. leads and they're so you want to ensure that they have lots of yeah, moisture in yeah. there. Yeah, I just Absolutely. noticed it yesterday it's already
6: starting. Okay, good. Thank you.
5: Thank you so much. Thanks, Ella.
6: Thanks,
5: bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break and When I get back, we'll hit the phone lines. I think Jen should be here with me. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center ready to go. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Jen. And she's in the thick of things in the jungle down at Spruce It Up.
7: (laughs) It totally was the thick of things. So I'm very sorry that I wasn't here earlier. I I was helping the team on the floor get all the carts back outside.
5: Awesome! No, yeah. I uh, I figured I'd be able to hopefully catch you a little bit earlier this week, so which is good. Yeah. And uh, what a great day yesterday went really nice and smooth. And the customers, everyone was doing the physical distancing, and it's nice now that we have the outside, we're able to space everybody out really nice. Absolutely, and, uh, it keeps everybody nice and safe. And we're yeah. able to stay open and do our thing, and uh, so we really appreciate everybody's patience as well, and uh, and just following the the guidelines that we're following. And so it, it, it's thank you so much. It just uh, keeps everybody rolling, and we're able to do some gardening and uh, and get some pansies. eh, Jen. And get
7: some pansies, <laughs> pansies, and petunias and snapdragons. Yeah, bring it on. We've, there's so much. Um, that way in terms of color that we have down there. <laughs> yeah.
5: No, it, it, it feels so good. And it was so good. I was standing in the in the Greenhouse yesterday and uh, a, a couple of, of ladies, they w- they're walking in and they're just like, oh my God like as they Mm -hmm. went through the couple of the doorways because you as you open up then they looked into the tropical house and they're like oh my god it's it's this it's so neat when you see that like it's it's so awesome and it is and the team and you guys are just looking keeping everything looking fresh and the team's doing so good so the
7: team's doing awesome yeah because they're they're new right these these guys they're they're new on the floor so that's uh you know it's seasonal, and and here they go. They're learning and picking things up, and they're so keen to help people, which is fun to watch.
5: Yeah, they're yeah. like sponges, right? We just yeah. <laughs> uh and they're and, but it, and it's nice. Like there and lots of people looking for trees and shrubs yesterday too. And and I I hate telling people it's a. We don't have any yet, but it is a bit early. We did sell a few caliper trees yesterday. We have some of those in the in the field already, but uh, it's still a little bit early. Like these couple nights are still getting below zero, mm-hmm. so we got to be careful. Yeah. Um, this week we're getting our first trucks in, so are you ready? <laughs>
7: Giddy up! I know, Merle. That's that's uh, you're absolutely right. People are just they're just chomping at the bit to get at perennials, trees, and shrubs. You know, when are they coming? When are they coming? But it's awesome because honestly, people are taking it. They they understand and they're just they're they want to get on it and they want to stay ahead of the game and they're just ready to go.
5: No, absolutely. And yeah. uh, so, again, perennials are coming. Um, so you got that, you're getting your perennial house already. I know uh, Lori's been out there doing the receiving and we're switching it over to the, to the perennial house now for oh, the receiving. I can't wait. Uh, yeah.
7: Well, <laughs> and, it's nice, uh, right? We can receive outside now too, um, for the most part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So
5: we'll so fill she, that up. So yeah. And uh, we got our pottery in. So we're, we're, we're almost ready to roll. Like, yeah.
7: It's showtime. I know. And you, uh, you had that food truck too. Out there yeah,
5: we had the block. we had the pizza guy. He's going to be out there the next couple of Saturdays. Um, he does the uh, wood-fired pizza out of his truck and uh, sandwiches and ice cream. So, which is great. And he's a yeah. local guy, just from on Ant- um, Okotoks area, Kari. So uh, he was there. So he's going to be there next week. So if you want to, and he makes that really nice light pizza, the the Ooh, Neapolitan yeah. style.
7: So. Yeah, I didn't get the memo. I was bummed. So I have to. Uh, I got to <laughs> make sure I'm ready for next weekend. <laughs> um, I tried to
5: tell him you could come today, but uh, he, I think he takes Sundays off. Or has prior prior commitments. So, but when people are like right now, people are coming in. Um, veggies. You got lots of veggies. What 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 kind of stuff do you got for people?
7: Oh my gosh Um, Starting right at the beginning of the alphabet We've got Brussels sprouts and broccoli And cabbage and all the way down We've got kale, lots of kale The lettuce is gorgeous, I'm you know, it's almost like we almost want to sit down and start eating. <laughs> it's so full and so lush. Um, we've got beets are in. Um, what else do we have down there? We have cucumber right now. We've got a couple different types of cucumber. And last year was such a hassle, I think, because everybody was. And, and so we ran out of cucumbers pretty quickly. And we've got tons right now. So
5: Yeah, everybody started in on the pickling and doing the preserving, right? Yeah,
7: so, yeah. So. Um
5: and you do have the cigar plant, the, we the hummingbird? Do.
7: Yeah. <laughs> we do have Sorry. it. It's the, it's the hottest plant. And uh, so we've got it parked right in front so people can see it. It's on a cart. I mean, I think people, they're not really sure what they're looking for sometimes, too. Some people absolutely know what they're looking for. But it's not full of flowers right now, but it's coming. Some are coming in, but it's, uh, yeah, they're in four-inch pots at the front of the store just when you walk inside the new trop house. Yeah. We, yes. We and did put a,
5: We do have a little bit of a limit on them because they are they are in limited supply and there's such a high demand for them. So we want to make sure everybody gets gets one because they do get fairly big. So when they grow, yeah. like I had them in my, I had them in one of my flower pots, and one plant will get about 18 inches high, sort of 18 inches wide, and it brings hummingbirds to your yard. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I, I'm I'm in a place like. In, down in Cranston, and I was never seen a hummingbird. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there on the patio one afternoon, and <laughs> all of a sudden, there's like three hummingbirds on my That's plant. Cool. I was like, yeah. "Yeah." So, if you if you're looking to get some hummingbirds in your yard and your life, that and fuchsias. Hey, hey Jen, like in the perennial yep. house, Absolutely. when you guys have the fuchsias up there.
7: Well, the, in real we they... actually do have some right now in hanging baskets in the annual house. Um, so we do have some. We do have some
5: to go, awesome. ready to go. Yeah awesome awesome all right any other points you want to give everybody before we say goodbye
7: (laughs) absolutely just the uh the uh, patio planters and and i have um, a sheet in the greenhouse so have a look for it the thrillers fillers and spillers there's some suggestions in there for people so i know people are taking pictures and kind of walking around navigating through that so uh so if you want some pointers have a look for that sign and that'll help you guys out too
5: Perfect. Thanks a lot, yeah. Jen. Cool. Thanks, And for uh, all. We'll catch up with you after the show. You
7: bet. Bye.
5: All right. Bye, bye. And I'm going to read a few texts. I got a couple minutes here before before I got to take a break again, and uh, do have a fair bit of text, which is great. And what am I going to do here? Is it necessary to cut back Carl Forrester that were planted just last year? Absolutely. Yeah. Right now is a great time. You just cut off the old stems get them down to the ground as close as you can, and then all the new growth will come up through them. And uh, if you didn't take them, they would still grow up through it, but then you'd still have the old stalks sitting there. So it's a lot easier to take that off right now. Cut it off nice and straight down right close to the ground. And again, don't be afraid to fertilize those. Give them a good shot of water and uh, they'll perform. Because right now all our plants – are are energizing their leaves so right now is when they need the water and that way they can fulfill like if you have a 20 or 30 foot uh spruce tree or a big birch it has to get water all the way up those branches so you have to ensure that it's getting a good slow deep watering so that way it has the the moisture to fulfill all the foliage and produce those beautiful blooms and then, if it's your apple trees giving you the beautiful fruit that you need. So, all those kind of things. So, right now, so yes, definitely uh, cut back and and water. And here I got a, hi, I bought a can of lily bulb, potted exactly like I was told, but it's been three weeks. Nothing has happened. Is it time to throw it away? What has happened? I would just, I would pull it out of the pot a bit, like, I just dig into the soil. And if it's mushy, And that like it it, they are living things, so sometimes you might get a dud or maybe it just got too wet or it was just maybe it wasn't great one that you, you end up picking up, maybe it got dried out. So that's all I would do. I was just I would just pop it back out of the soil. And you might see a little green thing in there, then just put it back in the soil. But at this point I would definitely pull it out and just sort of inspect the bulb. And if it's mushy, unfortunately, it's time to move on. But if there's still something there, there's sometimes you got to be a little bit more patient, and and sometimes some of them take a little bit longer. We did a bunch of bare root roses in the greenhouse, and a whole bunch of them came up right away, and some of them now are just pushing out quite a bit right now. So just sometimes we got to be a little bit more patient, and uh, and uh, I better take a break. For the news, as uh, they will not be patient for me anymore if I uh, carry on. You're listening to the Latstock Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Light rain and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9:30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Premier Jason Kenney is under pressure to tighten restrictions even further as COVID-19 infections continue to soar in the province. Alberta reported more than 2,000 new cases for a third straight day yesterday. There are now 646 people in hospitals with COVID-19, including 152 in intensive care. And children aged 12 to 15 who are eligible for the vaccine no longer require a doctor's note before they book. Dr. Dina Hinshaw says the change comes after receiving feedback from parents and doctors. While parents are still encouraged to discuss vaccinations with their doctor, they can now make the choice on whether or not their child is eligible to be immunized. A high of 11 today with scattered rain showers dropping to a low of plus one tonight with a 60% chance of showers and tomorrow mainly sunny at 14. It's four degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we're going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Craig. Good morning, Craig.
3: We had, we had a big spruce tree removed, and the guys that pruned up did a wonderful job. Awesome. And uh, there's a lot of uh, debris from the spruce where they ground the stump in in the soil. Yep. Do I have to remove that soil, or can I just amend it?
5: You can just amend it if there's some bigger chunks, like when the when they grind the stump out. If there's some bigger chunks you want to remove, um, that would probably. But I think probably most of the big stuff should have been removed. If there is some of those, you can remove. But yeah, just amend the soil should be totally fine. Okay. Uh, but you got to remember if you if you're gonna try to plant a tree like that's down, um, like two feet in that exact same spot, like they o- we only go down. I think. 12 inches or 16 okay. inches something like that when they're grinding so you still might hit something bigger if if you go have to go down deep
3: no we're just looking at putting
5: a flower garden in there yeah you'll be totally fine great absolutely okay thank you all okay all right take care okay, bye. all right and i'm gonna go to david good morning david Hey, good morning there.
2: Uh, last summer, we got uh, an ornamental crab from you folks. I believe it was Courageous, um, and it was a caliper tree. I'm just wondering if we can expect to see any blossoms this year. I'm not really seeing
5: – it's starting to leaf good, which is – Yep, you, you'll definitely see blossoms. On the, on the ornamental crabs, they, just, they send out the leaves first. A right. little bit and then the buds will follow. My gladiators are just starting to bud right now. But ensure, especially on if it was a big caliper tree, make sure you're giving it a good slow deep watering. And by meaning that I just stick the hose closer to the trunk, just at a real slow trickle, and leave it for three or four hours. So it just soaks in really slow because you got to get down there. That that ball was three feet by three feet deep. Right, and yeah. uh, three feet wide. So just put the hose on, just that real slow trickle, and just leave it for. Or if you have a tree bag, um, tree watering bag, those are mm-hmm. those are awesome too. You're not wasting water. I'd fill it up three or four times, and just we want to get the root ball nice and moist, so that way it it can fulfill all those leaves and the new blooms. And just do that once a week. Yeah, right now I would do it. Yeah, I would even. Yeah, unless we get a bunch of moisture, but yeah, I would give it once a week right now for a bit. Yeah. Because, especially on a new planted tree, because then that way you're using the whole root ball. Like, if we just water the top in the tree well, yeah. you go down about two or three inches, and half the root ball will end up dying on you. So you just you want to make sure you're watering the whole root ball nice and deep, and you'll see a big difference in your trees.
2: Perfect. Thanks very much. Hey, a quick question about my roses.
5: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I didn't touch my roses at the end of the win- uh, fall last year, so they're about three, four feet high.
5: Um, they're starting to green up from the bottom, which is nice. Should I cut them back at all, or do I just leave them be... Um, no, you definitely cut them back. I you, you can sort of just even them up right now at a at a height that you want the most desirable yep. of where you think you want them, and and then in a week or couple of weeks you'll see where there might be some bit more winter kill, and where and then the, so one of the leaves might be a little lower, so you might need to do a little additional pruning in a couple of weeks. But for the most part, you'll be fine. Perfect. Thanks very much for your help. All righty. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to. I think I got still time. Yep, I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Will. Hey, how are you?
4: I'm very well. How are you? Hey, I love your program. First time caller. I listen to it every Sunday. Awesome.
5: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So I got a couple of questions. So I've
4: never grown cauliflower. Okay. And I'm not sure this is the right environment for it.
5: Uh, It's a great environment for cauliflower because we have the little bit cooler nights. So a lot of those things do really quite well, like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower because we have their hot during the day and a little bit of cool nights and they seem to respond really well. Um, when I did the, in the global TV, we did the garden there with Leslie. We had done, uh, we had uh, purple cauliflower, regular cauliflower, Brussels sprouts in a raised garden. Uh, right. They'll do well. They, they do like a nice sunny location though. Okay. And uh, and a good well-drained soil and you should have great success. So should you start them from seed or from plant? You Either or. Um, obviously, if you do start them from plant, you'll get a little bit of a head start. And they're pretty hardy, like those, like most of the cabbages and stuff. You can plant outside now, but just ensure that they're getting watered properly, and because they're really quite tough, like their their leaves are like leather almost, right? Right. So I, I,
4: I hear I hear they're very
5: susceptible to bugs. They they are because well I guess because there's something different here that's a little bit more anything with bigger foliage. Like some of the bugs like and they like to munch on them so sometimes you'll get <laughs> um, so you just keep an eye on that and there's a product you can use that safe for food like pure spray green okay. something like that is great but for the most part they're fine
4: good I have one more question yeah. so I, I hear quite often on your program you talk about the yellow bag big yellow yeah. bag so I'm wondering is that good for the lawn and garden
5: Absolutely. It's great. It's okay. uh you well they have different mixes, right? So when you're when you're buying your stuff at Eagle Lake um landscape supply, so like when you order the big yellow bag, they have a you have the they give you a range of different fertilizer or oh, different I soils see. that you can So if it's for a shrub bed or a flower or veggies, they have a different mix.
4: Oh, I see, I see, okay. Hey, yeah, so you,
5: and do so, you know, you know what, what do you
4: know what one costs?
5: Um well I'm going to give you one for free. So Oh, you're kidding. I wouldn't kid you, John. Oh,
4: So thank our good you. friends.
5: Yeah, no, our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply and again they're they're one of our always their yearly sponsors and they help out with the show. And uh Great. so we'd be more than happy to we're going to bring you a big yellow bag right to your house, John.
4: Awesome, awesome.
5: Yeah, and you'll be set. So what we'll do is I'm going to put you back on hold, and Gord will get your name and number and all your contact info. And then our good friends down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, and they're the ones that uh, send out the big yellow bags all over the place, we'll deliver that right to your house, and uh, off you go. Well,
4: thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
5: Yeah, you're welcome. And they, they'll calculate how much you need, and so you'll get one bag for free. And if you you find you might need it, if you need one for your lawn or one for another one, you'd get that delivered at the same time because they come in different bags. So you'll be set. Thank you very much, Merle. All right, take care, sir. Yep. Thanks, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. welcome back to let's talk gardening and i just got a text regarding uh, what attracts the hummingbird again that was a fuchsia and also the cigar plant and the millionaire and uh so have a look and see if you can find those around i know we have a few down at the garden center and i'm sure some of the other places might have them as well check out the independent garden centers and you should be able to find some of those fun plants that are, are out there for all of us to to enjoy. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Jesse. Good morning, Jesse.
8: Hi. Hi there. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for calling back.
5: No worries. How can I help you?
8: And uh, so I'm planning, this is the first uh, year that I'm planning to do the race bed. Yeah, and uh, I would like to know, you know, how we can do that, and then uh, what our kind of soil and uh, things that we need to put in there. Uh, okay.
5: Yeah. So, what kind of soil? You, you like you said, you, you need a good, well-drained soil. Um, how big of a planter are you building?
8: I'm building twelve inch long and uh, four uh, inch uh, wide.
5: Okay. Uh, Okay, so a lot of that you can just use like a good all-purpose plotting soil for that, like just the good bags of soil that you can get at most of the garden centers. I know we have a good all-purpose one that down at Spruce. Okay, and
8: uh, which, which, uh, which place that I can buy? The good?
5: Yeah, any, like Spruce it up down at the garden spruce center. You can okay. go down there. And
8: what is the, the soil name?
5: On that? I just, Actually, for that, it's just an all-purpose planter box mix, like all-purpose soil. Okay, this is for the vegetable garden, so... Yeah, and there is also one that's called black gold, or you a, can use, and a, it's an organic vegetable soil. Okay, black hole. And uh, where, where is this uh, Bruce uh,
8: located, Bruce, uh, um, you
5: know, uh, the... Oh, it's, store. it's on McLeod Trail in 210th Ave. McLeod Trail. So it's right on McLeod Trail in Two Ten.
8: Okay, and... uh Alrighty. And for all the all the um, vegetables, it's the, it's the same thing
5: that we can use? Yeah, for the most part, yes. And some of them, if you have root crops, you'll want to use a fertilizer with a higher middle number. And if it's leafy um, stuff like lettuce and some of the other stuff, you want a little bit of a higher first number. And so so a lot of times, like a 20-20-20 is a great all-purpose. If you're growing a variety of veggies, okay, you can use 20-20-20.
8: Okay. And uh, which yeah that it is best to, to um, raise, raise beds?
5: A nice sunny location. You want you know, as much sun as you can get. Nice. And maybe out of the wind, if you can, a little bit sheltered, nice and sunny, and you should have great success.
8: And uh, uh, it will be in, on the site. the The Bruce um, the store is that um, uh, you know to find the the place.
5: Oh, you just just go right into the store, and and you can just order it right from any of the cashiers or whatever.
8: Okay, already. And and uh, which so- number I can call to to uh, order this uh, that uh, you know the uh, the soil that we need.
5: Um, actually you just order you just go right at the store, you don't even need to phone. If you unless you want to call the big yellow bag, like Little that's from the Eagle Lake like, landscape. So yeah. And I don't have their phone number totally handy. Um, I'll I'll mention it after the after the break. I'll look it up and I'll get the number for the big yellow bag. Big yellow bag. All right.
8: Okay, great. Thank you Thank so you. much for the uh, information. Bye.
5: You're very welcome. Bye bye. All right. And I think I'm okay on time still. I'm going to go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you?
2: Merle, uh, I am uh, wandering through my garden yesterday and I need to know some fertilizing information. I have a Medora juniper. This will just be
5: its uh, second summer coming up. And what type of fertilizer should I use on that? So, one thing too is make sure you give it a good watering first. Before you fertilize any of your plants, you want to ensure that you give everything a good water. That way, okay. you're not putting the, the fertilizer right onto right. onto the roots and you don't want to burn anything. So, give it a good watering. And then for your evergreens, you want to use 30 10 10. 30 10 10. Okay. Yeah. And that's good. a good water soluble. Okay.
3: And another one, my red barberry,
2: um, I noticed some of the, it's starting to leaf out uh, on some of the lower branches.
5: And uh, what type of fertilizer would be best for that? And and again, I would just go probably for that one, you could just do it like a 20-20-20. Okay, just a general one, eh? Yeah, because yeah. Okay. you're not yeah. really looking for blooms. It's kind of a good all-purpose. And okay. again, ensure that you're giving those, especially if you're just seeing leaves just on the bottom, mm-hmm. um, that sometimes tells me that they may be a little bit dry from last fall. So just make sure you pump them good with water and if they're newly planted you might even want to use rage plus if they seem to be a little bit leafing a little bit slow i did that um, already i did that yesterday okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay well then don't use any of the other fertilizers for a bit let the rage plus do its thing okay and uh, and except on the evergreens if you want to do the 30 10 10 but if you've already hit your deciduous stuff with the uh, with the rage plus i would just stick with that for now okay dokie. Okay. Uh, one more, I have a spring snow crab apple.
2: Um, it's doing fine. I just sprayed it with uh, copper spray because I've had
3: a little bit of that fungus problem. But uh, just what type of fertilizer would be good for that one?
5: Uh, again, 15, 30, 15. Any of the blooms? Um, it'll definitely help push out more blooms for you. And again, just make sure you water ahead of time. And those are great. Those ones are the... You'll get uh, beautiful blooms, but you don't get all the big mess of any of the, all the that's crab right. apples all that's over the place. Right. Yeah, so they're perfect. Bi- that's right. perfect. It's a beautiful tree. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Awesome. You're very sure. welcome. All right. Bye-bye. You now. as well. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break and i got to do a few more commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. welcome back to let's Talk gardening and uh said a text regarding uh what i mentioned about the leaf leafy fertilizer about a higher first number so and i said 202020 because that is it's not higher than the other three numbers but it's higher compared to like a 15 30 15 or a 10 52, 10 um, i guess you could use a 30 10 10 but i like the 20 20 20 because it's an all purpose it does have the higher first number like um, the 22 it's great for leaf has a high middle number. It's great for roots. And then the last number 20, again, it is great for the all around. So that's why it's called the great all purpose. So, um, that's one of my favorite fertilizers. If you don't want to, um, fill up your, your garage or your garden shed with too many fertilizers. Uh, the 2020 is probably one of my favorite. It works for so many things, and it, it just—it's uh, a good, as as the tag says, I guess it's a good all-purpose. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Anne. Good morning, Ann
9: Great. Anne. I'm looking for a hydrangea. Is there okay. any that that are colored that I could plant?
5: Yeah, there is. There's, um, you get the pinks and stuff like uh, the quick fire, or little quick fire. Um, there's a strawberry sundae. These are all ones that you, they all start with a little bit of white and they all have pink tinges. You, we we can't grow the blues and the, there is a mauve um, one that's like an incredible. It's a bit of a pink, pink. Um, but if you're looking for those blue ones and things like that, they're just not hardy for our area.
9: Okay. And growing on the south side, how much sun does it need?
5: Um, it loves it on the south side. If you have a good, ha- ha- good hot location like that, mm-hmm. um, hydrangeas will love it. Just, just make sure you're giving them good water because in a hot location like that, and the name hydrangea, they do, they do like water. So, um, just ensure you're watering it well. Put mul- bark mulch around it if it's in a real hot spot, and uh, it should do great for you there.
9: And do they come in about twenty four to thirty six size? Because I don't want anything
5: very yeah. high. Yeah, no, you'll probably want to buy a two or a five gallon pot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh and that will definitely they'll be in about that range. And they grow like once they get rooted in the second year, they grow fairly quick, but they don't get much higher than um three feet for the most part. Oh, that's so, good.
9: That's yeah. good. And what about food?
5: Um again, you want to use a fifteen thirty-fifteen or twenty 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 all-purpose is great as well. But if you want something a little bit more specific for the blooms, 15-30-15. That's what I was wondering,
9: yeah. Okay, and you have some in, in stock right
5: now? Um, no, they're coming in this week. It's still, especially the hydrangeas, I didn't get my full selection of hydrangeas in this week because um, the nights are still cool, and they're ones that are a little bit tender here early May. Because mm-hmm. typically, like, I'm looking outside at my... Like I have, uh, limelights at my house and they're, they haven't even budded yet. They're one of the last ones to bud out for shrubs. Um, so. They they're very tender. Their leaves can't take any frost at all. So I do have a few varieties coming in this week. I think I might have a couple of limelight, but they're gonna be smaller because again in the nursery they're gonna be not fully leafed out or anything yet. Like they're just they'll just be starting to leaf out. So you won't see any blooms or anything when you're seeing them at the garden centers.
9: Limelight, what uh, color is that?
5: It's it's sort of a greeny white. It's actually oh, okay. quite nice.
9: Mm-hmm. No, I'm looking for right. more color than that. Thank you very much. Yeah,
5: yeah you want to go, like I said, to Incredible. There's a, a mauve one or any of the Quick Fires or the Strawberry Sunday. It's actually quite nice. It's a white and a really nice soft pink.
9: Mm-hmm. And All they right. won't fade out. Uh, they won't fade out against the house then?
5: No, uh, they should do good. And the Quick Fire gets darker as the season goes along, it gets redder and redder um, throughout the season. Oh, that's better.
9: Thank you. Yeah. Thank
5: you so much. All You're very bye. welcome. Take bye care. Bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And I still got a couple more minutes. I'm going to go to, I think I'm at Natalie. Good morning, Natalie. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you?
8: Um, we live up in Airdrie and we face yes. East West. And I'm having challenges growing anything that will climb the fences. So we're in a subdivision, okay. so obviously you get the hot, hot sun and then lots of shade in the mornings. So mm-hmm. do you have any suggestions? Because I have a swale running through the back of my yard
5: as well, which does not help. Okay. And you are getting a fair bit of sun. You're getting four or five hours?
8: Um, I'm, I'm going to cap it at four, probably. Okay. For the
5: fence line. You should, if it is nice and warm, you might be able to do a clematis there. They um,
8: failed, though. That's the problem. I'm having every clematis I've put in fail.
5: Okay. Hmm, maybe there's not enough light. They do like or and they do like a cool root. Like they're sort of ones that are they <laughs> they're temperamental. They like the hot upper, but they like cool roots. So typically what I do is I'll place a rock or a or a garden statue or something over top of the root of mm-hmm. the of the clematis wherever mm-hmm. I plant it. And but you might want to try another one is the kiwi vine, but it's a little bit slower growing. Or the hops should do great there, or Virginia creeper will do really well in that spot. Okay. And those are vines that are quick growing. The, the hops dies back to the root every year, mm-hmm. and the Virginia creeper will, will leaf out on old wood.
8: Oh, okay, perfect. And I just want right. to say, your pruned Up guys came out and did an awesome job, and I just wanted to throw them um, a big thank you. Thank
5: you so much. All I right. appreciate it, and I, I said thank you so much. It's that's great. They do take a lot of pride in what they do, so we're very fortunate. We have a great team out there. So,
8: yep. Well,
5: thank you very much for thank your you. suggestions. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right, and I think I better take a break. Again, we got to keep everyone happy. The news and a few more commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Scattered rain showers and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. The month of May marks Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. Alberta has seen a dramatic jump in the number of people killed in motorcycle accidents in 2020. That's a 90% increase in fatalities. President of the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, Leanne Langlois, explains speed was a factor in many of the collisions. A lot of the collisions that we saw were related to speed factors, loss of control, um, not paying attention for the rider. There will be a greater focus on the actions of their own community when the Society launches their annual safety campaign today. Drivers are being reminded to watch out for people on motorbikes this time of year. She says an increase in bike sales means we can assume there will be more riders on the road. Police officers in Edmonton say they shot and injured a man during a confrontation following an armed standoff at a local home. Police say they responded to a report of an intoxicated 36-year-old man with a gun who was threatening to harm himself at a home on the city's north uh, north side early Saturday. The man remains in hospital in serious condition. The province's police watchdog, the Alberta Serious Incident Response Team, has now taken over the investigation. And the movement to take down Premier Jason Kenney from within has gone online. Grassroots members of the United Conservative Party have set up a website demanding the immediate resignation of Kenney. Party Association President in Central Peace Notley, Samantha Stankey says this shouldn't surprise anyone. We have expressed concerns and they haven't been heard. So I, I don't believe at this point the Premier can salvage himself. Stanky says one of the biggest issues people have with Kenny is a lack of trust in his leadership. A critical alert was sent province-wide Friday with a message from the government of Alberta about COVID-19. The alerts are used to relay important information to the public, but not everyone thinks this was the right use of the system. Jackie Wilson reports. Just before 5 p.m. Friday, this
1: Alberta emergency alert went out province-wide. The message told people of the new COVID-19 restrictions in effect for hotspot regions and reminded everyone to follow the rules, get vaccinated and go outdoors to safely socialize while distancing to help stop the spread of COVID-19. The alert was categorized as a critical public health alert, one that's used when people's lives are in imminent life-threatening danger. Reaction to the alert from Albertans has been mixed, including from Calgarian Dora DeLulee. To be honest, not at all. I thought like the world was coming into an end or it was something a lot more serious than what it was because it was the first alert we got for COVID. Premier Jason Kenney said Thursday he planned to use the system to inform people who have, in his words, tuned out. COVID-19 cases are skyrocketing with the province announcing over 2,400 new COVID cases in the last 24 hours. Jackie Wilson, Global News.
0: With Alberta reporting three straight days of more than 2,000 COVID-19 infections, Premier Jason Kenney is under pressure to tighten restrictions even further. Alberta reported 2,433 new cases yesterday with 646 people in hospitals, including 152 in intensive care. Kenney's already moved students in COVID-19 hotspots to at-home learning and banned indoor fitness and sports, but says he'll consider regional curfews if numbers go higher. And the RCMP's 911 dispatch in Alberta fielded over 900,000 calls last year and some don't require sending out police, fire or ambulances. Acting Operations Manager Tracy Duval says some people believe they've seen UFOs, which often can be explained as satellites. But she says some people seem worried that aliens have landed. You know,
10: people do think that. That we have situations where people be like, no, like legit, there's, the aliens are coming. And so sometimes it's reassuring a person that they're safe and they're okay. And sometimes it's making sure that um, they don't actually have somebody breaking into their house and they're mistaking it for some extraterrestrial kind
0: of experience. Duval says other strange calls include people complaining about food deliveries and even about how their neighbor shovels snow. Global News Sky Tracker weather, a high of 11 degrees today with scattered showers dropping to a low of plus one tonight with a 60% chance of showers and tomorrow mainly sunny and 14. It's four degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Guardian. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to apologize to Barbara. I've uh, missed her on the first little round, but I'm going to go back to her right now and put her on the top of the list. Hi, Barbara.
11: Good morning. Not a problem. I have lots of time.
5: Awesome. How can I help you?
11: Okay. I'm calling about earthworms. Now, I grow all of my vegetables in containers. Like we're talking cedar containers, you know, two feet High some in plastic <laughs> containers now, all of them, okay, they sit on the ground, but they've got you know the floor in the bottom should yeah, and I want earthworms, and I don't have any okay should I empty them, take the bottoms out and put them on the ground, or just drill holes or something
5: um. You, that will, might help but you could also add some worms to them um my only worry is if you if you do if you just if you have a pot sitting on there with the bottom out, it's also going to be a really good attractant for ants and uh, you know like the ant hotel I've talked about and well, actually I had someone come in the store yesterday asking to buy that but really it's just a pot with you holes know, in I, it and-
11: I had Problems with ants in in the vegetable patch in the back. And I, yeah. took a, I took a black pot, put soil in it, stuck it on top, and the ants live in there.
5: <laughs> yeah, they love the Ant Hotel, right? It's nice and warm yeah. in there.
11: Yeah.
5: I'd like to do that with a, with a clear pot, if you could, just to be like the old Ant Hotel the ant firms used to buy way back oh, okay. when. So.
11: No, but it did <laughs> get rid of the ants because they were okay. getting into my onions for Pete's sake. Okay. but so
5: see i, I um you, you can you can get some earthworms um you can dig them out and i, I we, we're having a hard time getting like even ladybugs this year from what i hear we're not going to be able to get any um of okay. the proper ones okay. and and we're having an issue with and i'm not sure how this covid thing has affected that but we're we're also, some of those products, we're having a little bit harder time um, sourcing because mm. some of them do come from the States. So, yeah. But I'll see what we can do for worms. Um, and I'm not too sure, like, if the fishing worms would work, if you could add some of those into the pots and then just oh, mix I've, them into the soil. I've
11: tried, but it's a, it's a race between me and the robins, and I want the robins to win. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm out nice. there digging yeah. in the flower beds, yeah, I find worms, but... I want to leave them there for the birds,
5: absolutely, so but you could what do you what do you need the worms when you're in your in your flower pots for? are you just thinking just to help with well, aeration
11: yeah, like it they're for, they're in the veg- for in the vegetable containers, right yeah, now, I amend so, the soil every year, take out a part of it, put new soil so, in um okay the old soil I throw out on the front uh flower okay, beds. perfect.
5: So what you can do is though you can just add earthworm castings to it as well, like okay. the beneficial part from the from the worms. We sell that the earthworm castings. Yeah, yeah. And you can mix that into your soil, and and you can also like use like a sea soil. You can mix that into your veggie soil. That's really good stuff. Um, we do have an organic potting soil. I I don't think like I think you're going to end up causing more. Issues trying to you're okay. gonna create another ant okay. hotel or the robins like <laughs> so that yeah
12: okay because no. they like it
5: cooler too because a worm it doesn't like it, in a pot the soil's a lot warmer oh yeah and the worms don't like that like they oh. like to be down in the earth where it's cooler yeah like, they come true. up when we water but typically they they prefer to be in the ground like you won't find them in the in a raised bed typically because it's too hot. They don't like yeah, the soil. Yeah, they and get, this is all on the cooked. south side, so Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't like it in there. They're gonna say, What are you doing to me?
11: Okay. Well All right. I will just keep plugging along. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs>
5: well, all right. Okay. Sounds bye. like you got a lot of things under control though, so good job. Oh, Thank I think you. So okay. awesome. Bye bye. Bye. All right. And I got some time here. I'm gonna go to Blaine. Good morning, Blaine. Yes, good morning. Uh, I have a couple of issues here with a 40 year old lawn.
3: Uh, okay. We got patches of quack grass in some of it, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> and then in the spring, uh, we have an issue with voles that have been there all winter, you know, making paths and stuff through the grass. Yeah. yeah. What can I do about these things?
5: Okay. So, for the, when you get in the lots of the, like the quack grass, the really only way to get it out. If it's really quite infested, is to mark off the area where it's really heavy and then just spray it with Roundup. Okay. And, and, or, because if you try cutting it out, you, you cut the roots and you end up just making more if you try digging it out. Um, so, really, if you just spray that area with Roundup and yeah. it'll die back and then you can cut it out after it's totally dead and then put sod back in if you like. Okay. And the, mm-hmm. And then the other thing with the voles is keep your grass a little bit shorter in the fall, and if you're using our green up lawn fertilizer, you'll get a really a way quicker recovery rate of okay. it. Um, so because with the high middle number, that builds up your root system, and then your plants and your sod will do do way better. And when you do get a little bit of chewed like that, it will definitely make a big difference on the recovery but i I keep my grass a little bit short shorter because i live near a green space and my neighbor had left theirs a little bit long and they have tunnels all over their grass i don't have one tunnel so it's just Mm -hmm. again keeping them a little bit shorter Right, makes a difference as well. Okay, you can't get rid of these voles, and they're
3: pretty well impossible to get rid of, aren't they? Well,
5: you can. You, you can set bowl traps and different things, but it's more or less you, the environment you create for them. Right. And the, if you mow mowing the grass, they're they're gone. And then get rid of the, um, just do a little bit shorter cut. Your last cut of the season, and because when it's if you leave it long, it's perfect thatch for them to just crawl through there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So you'll always have the problem. So it's and that way you don't have to worry about just change the environment, and then they'll they'll go find somewhere else to live. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Thanks, Blair. Right, bye bye. -bye. You too. All right, I'm going to go to Mary. Good morning, Mary. Hi. Um, Hi there. How can I help you? um,
13: We're trying to make a garden this year, about uh, eight feet wide and maybe twenty feet long. Okay. And uh where we're gonna t- we put it is uh, uh there's a garden uh, like it's yard- backyard. Yeah. And the sod had been laid there a couple of years ago or so. And yeah. do we need to tear that up or can we just lay something over top of it so
11: the
5: ground? Yeah, doesn't you go a lot through? of the yeah, you you could it depend how deep are you gonna make it?
13: Uh, we're gonna make it deep enough, I th- I think maybe about twelve inches high. Okay. Uh, for yeah, for plant. the
5: most part, you can go right over top of that sod. Then, if you wanted to, if you're going at least 12 to 18 inches, you should be fine because it'll just suffocate okay. the grass underneath there. We don't
13: need to lay anything down yeah, underneath. You can put
5: fabric down first if you'd like. Um, by all means, um, just okay. just lay a, a, a one layer of landscape fabric, and then and then you can order on something that big. I would probably go bulk soil and uh, order order a good garden mix.
13: Okay, you mean bulk soil, just uh, regular dirt?
5: Yeah, uh, well, it's 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 loam mixed with compost and stuff. And if you, okay. it, it's going to be a fairly a little bit larger area. So if you, in most of the places where you order loam and like from us, if you if you have your measurements and how deep you want to go, they can tell you how many yards of soil you'll need.
13: Oh, okay. Well, we're pl- we're going to be planting uh, carrots and beets.
5: Yeah, so yeah, just a good, as for the garden mix, like you said, if you're ordering it from Eagle Lake Landscape Supply or if you're ordering it from us down at Spruce, um, okay. just 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 order order the garden mix. Okay, and how,
13: how far apart should
5: we plant the beets and a carrots, well, in beets, the carrots? Well, beets, you sort of want to go, well, carrots, if you're starting from seed, um, right. just be, like, I like using, if you can find carrot seed tape, for carrots, I do like that a little bit better because the seed is so small. And when right. you spread it in there, it uh, you end up having to thin out half of the seed. But the mm-hmm. seed tape with carrots is, and I, I don't even know if we have any. I'm assuming we do have a little. But it's uh, it spaces the seed out properly for you oh, compared yeah. to a beet. A beet seed is quite big. So you mm-hmm. can actually, you'll be able to see it.
0: So
5: mm-hmm. it's easier to control how many you put in.
13: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so, um, okay. Do we need to get any sand to mix in with the soil
5: for the No, beans? if the, the garden mix, you should be fine. It's, it's a good mix already, so you should be good. Oh, okay. All righty?
13: Uh, okay, and we need about uh, 12, 18 inches deep for the carrots.
5: Yeah, and you said 25 feet wide long. Yeah, so just get your measurements, and whenever you order it, they'll be able to figure out how much you need. Okay. As long as you have the right measurements. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Mary. Bye. All right. If you'd like to join me after the break, I think the phone lines are open a bit. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. And the Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Caleries Year Round Full Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up—we got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and uh, I'll let Gord uh, put you on there. Good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Wally. Good morning. Hey, hey how can I help you, Wally? Okay, what's happening is the grass in the front,
3: The uh, wife sent you a text, an email there, and uh, it's all dead. And, yep. and I've I realized that uh, a lot of it is where the snow is piled.
5: Uh, yeah, and I got the same problem at my house. I'm looking out, I got a dead patch along oh. my driveway, and okay. it's just where, you, where the snow gets piled and packed. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, uh, that's where you'll end up killing the grass underneath it. It, okay, just, no. it gets down so deep, I just, just think it freezes it a bit too much.
3: Okay. What can I do with that now?
5: Um, I would just, you can give it a good raking. You can top dress it. Um, you might see some green come up. It, it just seems to take well, but if it's really dead like that, um, yeah. you might need to either just cut it out and put sod or give it a really good raking, put a little bit of topsoil on there and put some grass seed mm-hmm. and water it and then, and then use our our greened up lawn fertilizer will definitely help. Okay. okay but I get the same thing. I got like a three foot patch that's totally dead right on the corner, right right along the sidewalk and okay. driveway. Okay. So.
3: so I don't have any kind of termite or whatever just, in that in that soil or something else that's going on. Just no. Win, win no, kill? just
5: it's just yeah. When you just pile the snow, it just gets packed in those some of those spots like that. Because I just noticed it was right beside your driveway on that picture. Yeah. So. Yeah, yes, and so. it's
3: even by, you know, it's spread out quite a bit, and I'm just wondering yeah. if something else is going on. Because I reseeded no. it and did it the year prior, and I had beautiful grass. Same thing happened this year.
5: John. Yeah, just try and pile maybe the snow not so deep on the grass, okay. maybe more around the trees and shrubs if you can, or or out uh, out somewhere else. It's okay. I know it's hard. You have a, It looks like you have yes. a big driveway there, so yeah. it's yes. uh, you don't know, be packing it too far. Maybe you need to get a snow blower and then blow it over right. to the... Go okay. to the road or something. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. DC.
3: Thanks.
5: Thanks. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. I'm gonna go I'm going to go to Barb. Good morning, Barb. Hello. Hi, Barb.
1: Hi. How can I help you? Um, you know, I had to pull up my um uh beautiful spruce tree that was in my front yard. Someone had planted it and it was just so large and so close to the house. I love Scotch pines, and I want yes. to know if there is any type of a smaller pine that I can put into my yard. I know that there's a few called up. Is it called yep. a penguin?
5: Yeah, there's a few. Penguin. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name, but there is. We have we definitely have some dwarf or some columnar pine. We have a columnar Scotch pine. We have a columnar mugo pine. Um, okay. A mountain pine's quite nice. But um
1: will they stay around that fifteen foot um height
5: oh, well, if you want something that big, yeah, the mountain pine is awesome like that 's okay. it 's beautiful pine it 's okay. a really nice green one, it stays nicely shaped it 's probably one of your best. if you 're looking for something that big well um, you know yeah. I
1: actually wasn 't looking quite that tall, but it just seemed like when i when I was googling i just couldn 't really find anything that would um you know be around that 10 foot mark there is something called a tuna mucle pine Yep,
5: yeah, and that's the big tuna that's the mugo it's a columnar pine like it stays fairly small as well
1: okay is it fairly hardy um like it's going yeah. into uh, a section where you know it's going to get more it's going to get the really um beautiful morning sunlight and it will get quite a bit of afternoon sunlight but i would only say maybe around six hours so
5: yeah, it, it should be fine. But again, like for the hardiness that like your mountain pine and typically when it says the size of the plant on a lot of those tags in mm-hmm. Calgary, I kind of reduce it by about 20%. Oh, lovely. Okay, then.
1: Because
5: oh. it just, we don't get the perfect ideal. Like we're not in Kelowna and stuff like that. So everything grows a little bit slower.
1: Right, right. The humidity's not there. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just okay. the
5: longer hot days. So. Um, like I said, mountain pines, and you'll find p- most of the pines grow really quite slow. Like I have a few at the garden center, uh, some big ponderosas. Like, and they're 20, 30 years old, and and they're finally getting big. But it takes a long time. So the mount, like I said, I would just stick with a mountain pine, and you'll be very, very happy.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. Have Alrighty. a good day. Alrighty. You as well. Bye-bye.
5: Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And... I'm going to go to Doug. Good morning, Doug. Merle, how's it going? Good. How are you doing?
2: Very well, thank you. Yeah, I live in the Northwest, and we had snowflakes the size of uh, saucers this morning. So,
5: spring isn't <laughs> quite here yet. And and that's it's so hard because. Uh, when people come into the garden centers, they say, hey, where's all your trees and shrubs? And I think, well, if I get four or five semis to fill up my tree lot <laughs> and all of a sudden it starts to snow or it gets really cold, what am I going to do with all those trees and shrubs? So, uh,
2: exactly. So, but, you know, during COVID, it's like people have never seen plants before, and it's a frenzy to go buy anything that's, uh, that's a green and alive. Yeah, and, and the, the lye, weather's so- been
5: so nice too, right? So I, I get it. So we we have lots of annuals and veggies to get people going. So – but uh, what's up today? Cool.
2: Well, I, uh, I had to chuckle. I was listening to you talk about the ant test, the ant hotels, and I know you and I, you and I have had a conversation a few times over the years. Yep. And I've been meaning to send you photographs of, uh, of that, so I'm sitting down writing you an email, actually. Okay. Nice. Photographs of, of the system that I've used, and it works good. And i will put some instructions in there that you may want to pass along next
5: week. Absolutely. I'll definitely share it. No, it's funny because uh, one of our callers was in the store yesterday, and she was going, well, where are those ant hotels? <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, well, should I just go get a black pot and stick a price tag on it and call it an ant hotel?
2: <laughs> you never know. Stuff, you know. <laughs>
5: but really, that's all it is. It's a black nursery pot for the most part, and, and uh, fill, fill it with up. soil and the way old, you go, but I would like soil. to do a clear one if you could, just to, it'd be neat to see that the ants in there, like the old ant farm. So, absolutely. Um, yeah. hey, hey,
2: Marwell, I won't keep you long, I know there's a lot of people in line. Um, I got one question about is it too late to do like a minor prune job on an apple tree?
5: Actually, no, right now is a great time. Yeah, it just doesn't. any trimming, any crisscrossing branches, if you want to shorten it up a little bit, right now is a great time.
2: Awesome. I appreciate that, and I'll I'll send you the email, and I'll probably call you
5: again next week. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. bye -bye. All right, and I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Mostly cloudy, and five degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10:30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. With Alberta reporting three straight days of more than 2,000 COVID-19 infections, Premier Jason Kenney is under pressure to tighten restrictions even further. Alberta reported 2,433 new cases yesterday with 646 people in hospitals, including 152 in intensive care. Kenney has already moved students in COVID-19 hotspots to at-home learning and banned indoor fitness and sports but says he will consider regional curfews if numbers go higher. And the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society launches their safety campaign as Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month kicks off. President of the society says there will be a greater focus on the actions of their own community after the province saw a 90% increase in motorcycle fatalities in 2020. A high of 11 today with scattered showers. Rain expected tonight with a low of plus 1. And tomorrow mainly sunny conditions and 14 degrees. It's currently 5 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
5: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I got a quick text I'm going to read here. I have a large mature birch tree that needs some pruning of dead branches. Can it be done now? And when should injection be done for birch leaf miner and uh, the nematodes, I think they're called, can be sprayed around to prevent it. Um, Yes, Valerie, right now only can remove dead or damaged branches from your birch tree. If you cut into any of the live branches, we don't recommend it as they will bleed a fair bit. So you don't want that. Um, Typically, you do your birch and maple when they're fully leafed out. And the injections um, will start when the trees start swelling up here in the next couple weeks is when we're going to be sending our guys out to do that. And the nematodes, I believe, are in stock now. So you can pick them up at the garden center for sure. And is casmite on the line, Gord? No. Nope. Okay, I'm going to go to casmite here real quick. She's going to give us... Uh, the lowdown on what happened down at the, at the garden show there last week with the Hort Society. Good morning, Kath.
12: Good morning, Merle.
5: So how Good. did uh, you guys, uh, the big recap, everything went well for you guys on the virtual garden show?
12: Oh, it did. It was actually awesome. quite interesting to watch the people that came and went and the numbers that we had. I mean, it was amazing. A couple of the talks had over 200 people attending. So it was awesome. really fun. I did the social one on Saturday evening and that was fun. I had two, we, we had 230 people at that one. So it was That's really sweet. nice to see and the information being exchanged was Without a doubt, really good. And then this past week, we've had more comments because people bought tickets, didn't attend on the two days, and we had them available online for them for this past week, and they've really enjoyed seeing that. But some of the local speakers were really, really good. Jason from Leaf Ninjas did a thing about collecting rainwater. It was fascinating, and I really, really enjoyed Paul Zamet's talk. He was really informative and gave some really great answers to questions and so it was as a whole the exchange of information for gardeners was really really well done as far as and I that's
5: the, that's the great part about our community and yes. things like that and uh, and uh, everyone likes to share and like I said, half to my day, like when I'm at the garden center on the weekends, I love it. Like people just come up and we just chat about plants and yes. you sort of pass it on information. And
12: Exactly. And,
5: uh, I laughed on, really I to last sell on
12: Saturday night though or Saturday afternoon on the at the social part, someone wanted to know about the Ant Hotel. I just heard the fellow talking about
5: it. Yeah, so he's going to send me a diagram of what he's been doing. Oh, cool. But yeah, we had one of our callers, and actually two of our callers today, one of them, uh, she said she had done it. She just sticks it out, um, fills a black pot full of soil, yes. puts it out by the ant hill, and the ants go right in there and uh, eat it up.
12: And they go in the black to the- bin to the dump.
5: yeah or drop them off at your favorite friends i always like to say
12: well yeah you can always leave them to relocate somewhere else but
5: i prefer (laughs) to (laughs) absolutely but i laugh so yes but overall it, it went well for you guys
12: we we felt it was a really positive experience we honestly so did most of the attendees i i did tea with Cass this friday and several people typed and said, and as said, how good the garden show was. So that made us feel even better that there'd been follow up on this on
5: it. That's great. So it
12: was it was fun. It was really fun. As far as I was well, concerned. That,
5: well, you know what? And that's what you got to do. Like in, in in things in days like this, you've you got to pivot. You got to figure out. You can't just sit there with your hands in your pocket and hoping no. that someone's going to fix it for you.
1: No, you and have they to make some decisions
5: aren't. No, they won't. You got to. <laughs> I know some guys in the restaurant business who have done very well, like they've made some bigger patios. They've, mm-hmm. they've had to do what they had to do to survive, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, so congratulations to you guys. And oh, thank uh, you. That's that's awesome. I'm I'm very happy that thank it worked you. out for you. And all right. Uh, those are those things where you guys are raising some money and doing some things and, and, and also getting some on. more
12: gardening talk going, and that's the whole thing. I mean, and we're not done yet. I mean, May's coming, and we have some great courses coming. So. You know, if you You'll really want to get you guys to come hang to
5: out, uh, you have to come hang out at the garden center and come on the busy weekends and do some <laughs> membership drives or something if you want.
12: So. Well, it would be fun. That would be fun. Absolutely. I like seeing all the people. I'd, I'd like to get into more garden centers, but I think you have to limit your numbers. Mind you, you have all you that have, outside space.
5: Yeah, we'll put you outside. We'll get a nice little tent for you there, Kath, and uh, hey, put you, they, they've we'll put given you on me the my bistro own patio. Dance, Merle. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is it pink? No, but it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Kath. I just wanted to touch base and thanks for responding well, thank to my text. thank you for your support. Thank you. Yeah. No, I to make sure you guys, and I want to, I'm just glad that that worked out for the Hort Society because uh, you're an important part of the garden. It was a gamble. Thank you. <laughs> well, and it's, but you guys are an important part of the of the gardening community that uh, yes. we all got to try to do what we do to to survive and get through this. So Well,
12: 113 awesome. years of garden horticultural society have to continue as far as
5: we can Absolutely. See. Okay. A little bit of COVID ain't going to hold you guys back. Thank That's, you. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks, Kath. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take one call before I go for break. We're going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you?
13: Well, um about a month ago i planted a begonia bulb and it's doing nothing i've taken it out and watered it and checked it It, it's not on soft i heard somebody say i had to say this morning so it didn't do that but did i plant it upside down like it's got a little hollow
5: (laughs) yeah (laughs) the hollow should be pointing up
13: exactly well it is it is. Okay. And it had little hairy things that looked like roots on the bottom and yeah. I was pretty sure I had it the right way up, but
5: <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, it's and just when it's in the soil, just ensure that when you water the soil, water it thoroughly so that so the soil gets really good and wet all the way through the pot so water comes out the bottom of the pot. Okay. So put it back in the soil and okay. then and then put it in the sink, and then run the water through it a couple times, so that way it desaturates the soil. Okay, okay. Because if you're just a little bit on top, it's not enough to activate well, I the I thought bulb. I was
13: running it right through, because I've got a dish underneath, you know, so I, yeah. I thought I was getting it through, yeah. but maybe just, not just enough. Just give
5: it a bit more, yeah, just let it run right through, and especially the first time, just get the get the soil good and moist, Okay. and then, and then that should definitely make a big difference.
13: Okay, thank Alrighty. you. righty? Okay, You're Very Thanks welcome, a lot, Merle.
5: Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, I think I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and just wanted to give away the gift card to Tyler Russell, and he is the recipient recipient of the 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card. So congratulations to Tyler. You're going to receive the gift card from 1-800-GOT-JUNK and they'll help get rid of uh, all your stuff. And that was a text from his mom just saying that he's been out uh, starting his own little business, working hard, cleaning up, doing some gardening. So we're going to help him out with a little bit of that. So uh, good job on that. So Gord should have all that. I emailed him the info. And I'm going to go to the phone line and we're going to chat with Ken. Good morning, Ken.
3: Yes, Mark, how are you?
5: Good, good. How can I help you?
3: Uh, my question is this. I have a, what I believe to be a bugle pine in, on the north side of my house. It's about 35 okay. years old. It's higher than the house. But some of the branches are starting to impinge on my patio area. I just want to know, if I can cut them back to their source?
5: Um, yeah, so if you want to take them right down like to the main branch, absolutely.
3: Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Yep,
5: some of them, if it's just gotten too wide, you'll be fine. And now is a, fi- a good time to do it. But just take it in a couple sections. Don't try and tape the whole thing at once. Right. Because there's a good chance it'll tear on you. So I always take a third, another third, and a third, and then leave about six, eight inches for your final cut. That way you can do a nice, clean cut at the trunk, and you're not going to get any ripping or tearing. Great.
3: That's good information. Thank you very much. All righty. Take care.
5: All right. Thanks, Ken. And one other thing, uh, my daughter, Jaden, just texted me and told me that, Dad, we don't have nematodes yet. They're still a couple weeks away. So nematodes will be in in a couple weeks. So I apologize for that. I thought I heard uh, that they were in the other day. So um, they will be in soon, and you should be good to go. And one other thing I'm going to mention, I'm getting quite a few texts regarding the hummingbird plant. And it's called the Vermilionaire or the Cigar Plant. And uh, so hopefully you can find those. And I know we still have a few down at the Garden Center. And I'm going to go, I still have time for one more call. And if you'd like to join me, we still have one more segment here. I can probably take a few more callers. uh, 403-974-8255. And uh, if you'd like to give me a call, I'd love to love to chat with you. I'm just going to go to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Hi, Kevin.
10: Good morning, Marl. How are you today?
5: Good good. How can I help you?
10: Yeah, I got a couple of questions. First one was transplanting aspen trees. Can it be yep.
5: done successfully are you are you trying to dig them out of the yes. like of the forest
10: and um, they,
5: they don't yep. do well. Because okay. they're 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 a clone plant, um, so there's kind of like a mother plant in one area, and then all the ones that you see attached to it are they grow from the root. Um, they can be done. Like right now is probably the best time to try. I would try a few first and see how you make out, and then maybe try it again then next year. Um, but they just they need to just start leafing out when you do it. But they just they don't like being dug out like that because a lot of them don't have their own root system, they're all connected. So like in the when you see them in the forest, they'll change colors. You'll see a, a pod and different sections change at different colors or different times. So that's hmm. sort of why they're like that. They sort of oh, grow little families. Generational Perfect. forest. Yeah, the young ones come up and then they also push the old ones out. That's why you don't see a lot of big, big aspens very rarely. All right. The other
10: question I have is, uh, I have a, a snowy mountain ash in the front yard. And I've had it for about 18 years, and it's only 10 feet tall. Okay. And I just, it just
3: doesn't look like it's a big grower, just a short or tree. Yep.
5: Yeah. yeah they're, they're not, they're not a super fast, like 10 feet's a, a good size, <laughs> but they should get a little bit bigger. So, what I would do is I would, again, I would give it a, make sure you're giving it a good deep watering, fertilize. They are a heavy feeder because they have a lot of foliage and okay. then with the berries and that. So, they do like the water. They they don't want to be soaking wet or anything, but they do like that good, slow, deep watering, especially right now, and then fertilize with 15, 30, 15, 15, 15. or, like I said, any of the... If you want to get our tree guys in, they'd be more than happy to do the deep root injection as well. But uh, you should be fine.
10: Perfect. And the other last question I have is uh, we have a bunch of um, a water feature that has small
3: uh, growing pods. And just wondering, should... Soil be replaced every four or five years, or just can you just renew it, or how does that work?
5: Yeah, I, I in there in the in the water plants, you should be fine. I would just use the tablet like to feed them, like they have okay. those dissolving tabs for the water, um, and then that's all I would use. You'll be fine.
10: All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much. And so if what, you what, and what, do you what, get any what, algae in there? Or? Um, no, I've uh, cleaned it all out and put a new
3: uh, copper
5: thing in there. Okay,
3: do, I was just going to say,
5: there's a natural product called Bactropond. It's a, it's kind of a little looks like a dishwasher tablet that you throw in, and you put those in the water, and it works really good. And it's it's really safe for fish and stuff like that. So, it's a it's a safe product for getting rid of algae if you need Perfect. any of that. So,
3: and that will Alrighty. feed the uh, water
5: plants. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back. If you're on the line, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to go to Marty. Good morning, Marty.
3: Merle, I uh, top-dressed my grass last Tuesday, and in okay. some places, it's maybe a quarter of an inch. Other places, they of an inch. It looks terrible right now. I've been watering it. Do I? Am I just be patient and the dirt will just yeah, walk through?
5: Yeah, it? the grass is just starting to grow. We need a little bit of heat um, yeah. to activate the roots. And uh, if you fertilize at the same time, that makes a big difference. Perfect. Yeah, yeah no, you'll needed. be amazed, though. As soon as the grass gets grown, it'll just gobble up that soil like crazy. I always love that. Like it. It, like you said, it looks like a mess at first, and your neighbors, everyone's wondering what you're doing. Yeah, but I, I
3: freak out every it, year about it. I wonder if I put too much on, and it. But just, this year it just seemed to be a little
5: bit more. Do you do it every year? Yeah, you, you can depends. You don't have to. Like I, I, I do it every three or four years or something. But oh. I always it just. But it, it's still early. Like we're only May first. I know it feels later in the season. Yeah, we've had a little bit of nice weather and stuff, but it's still only May 1st and the grass is just really starting to like, there's still snow in places and corners and shade. So, so it's won't uh, it. yeah, no, you with that amount. You're totally fine. Cool. Um, you'll be amazed like by mid May that, that will all be gone and, uh, and gobbled up. So right good on. to go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. T- take care. Bye. Bye-bye. You too. All right. And I'm going to go to Loxton. Good morning, Loxton.
10: Good morning, Merrill. This is the first time I've called, and I want to say you're amazing. Thank you for taking care of us. Um, i have a question. <laughs> I have two questions for you. The first one, I'm just simply over the moon for Casablanca lilies. I love them to death. I order, a, I order them at least twice a month. Now, I guess yeah. my question for you is, when does the season end that florists actually stop carrying Casablanca lilies? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I always like end up getting caught with my pants down, so to speak, because I'm always too late. <laughs> so, um.
5: Yeah, they they do take a... And that's one of my favorite flowers, too. Actually, my wife is, was a florist, and she did our flowers when we got married, and that was the flower that we had uh, for our wedding about yeah. 400 years ago. It felt like... no. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, no, but they're they're they, a lot of times you can get them almost throughout the season. Now they seem to be extending because they grow them. they a lot of them are growing in the hot houses, so oh, I've see. seen Casablancas almost through the whole season. Oh, um, wonderful. Yeah, so you, you you tend to and they're really nice and fragrant. So typically, a lot of times you can get them, like I said, throughout most of the year because they're grown from all over and all over the world nowadays. So and then they're flown in. This year, it's maybe been a little bit tougher, obviously with some of the logistic yeah. challenges that we're having and people aren't doing right. large events. So people aren't ordering as many flowers right. for those events. So that, and I, you know what, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that industry and I haven't even really thought about that. Like the, the florists and all the guys that usually do the big weddings and all that stuff that, that would affect them so big. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so order up some Casablancas for the for the dining room table and let's yeah. help out our florist industry for sure.
10: Well that's that's what I'm doing. I just got a big bunch uh, the other
5: day. And the other question I had
10: quickly is if I wanna plant Casablanca uh, lily bulbs, what time of year do I have to start putting them in? Like there's a is there a cutoff There is
5: spring bulb. Yeah, there is spring bulb. So right now you plant them. Um, in the spring, either start them in a pot or you can buy them growing or you can just buy the bulb. And right Right. now is when you want to typically plant those outside.
10: Okay. Well, I want to say thank you to you and all your family and all the love that you have for us Calgarians and making getting up early on Sundays to take care of our our questions. And God bless you. I hope you stick around a long time. God bless you. Yep.
5: No, I plan on being here for a little bit. (laughs) All right. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much, Lockton. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Ah, that's very nice. It's uh, feels nice when you get that uh, that kind of call. We're going to go to Christine. Good morning, Christine.
12: Good morning, Merle. I uh, I'd like to just second what that fellow said. We always appreciate all your information and advice. So thank you.
5: My pleasure. Uh, My pleasure.
12: So my question is, I seem to remember in previous years, you bring on a gal who's really knowledgeable about sweet peas. Um, I've never planted them, but want to put them into one of my raised beds this year, one of my raised garden boxes. Um, Do you recall, or is there a way to um, get a hold of her to figure out the best type of seed? Diane. Yeah,
5: Diane. Diane. Diana, she's from Bailey Hill Greenhouse, um, just down near Pincher Creek. Actually, I'll if she's probably listening, she usually listens. Diane, get a hold of me this week, and uh, or I'll reach out to you, and let's we'll get, I'll get her on next week to do a segment. It's it's real close to that sweet pea time that. Uh, it's uh, to get her on the air and we'll chat. She has a great little garden center just down there and she grows a lot of those heritage varieties. She brings a lot of her stuff in from England. So even if it's, it's only a couple hour drive to go down and visit her. So if people are looking for a day trip, go down to Bailey Hill Greenhouse down there.
12: Awesome. Hey, that's great. I'll do that. And I'll listen next weekend. Thank you.
5: Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. You too.
12: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
5: All right, and I'm going to go to Duncan. Good morning, Duncan. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How can I help you?
2: Well, one point, I was growing an avocado plant last year, but it never made it. It made it way through the years, the, the winter, and then the leaves at the top started. The leaves at the bottom fell off, and yeah. then everyone, I got some leaves at the top, and my
5: wife got kind of fed up with it, so yeah. it went into the garbage. But that's part of the thing. Like they do go through a bit of a dormant time. Like so, a lot of the deciduous trees that we see, like ours, do they they lose their leaves. But a lot of that goes on down in Florida or down in the tropical areas too. Like they'll lose some leaves mm-hmm. in the off season, and then they get the new growth in the spring again. Okay. So I so I just think it's just being a bit patient with that. Um, keep it in, in a fair bit, as much light as you can. Always but plant. there are certain times where they will lose some of their leaves, like even the lemons and the citrus, yeah. like they'll drop some leaves and sometimes don't look quite as good in the wintertime. I've had a couple that that look horrible in the winter. And then other ones, like this year, mine actually did a little bit better over the winter, but mm-hmm. typically, like I said, you will see some of that. Wow. um
2: Another question, last Fall, I planted two asparagus plants. They're actually quite big, so I was looking at uh, looking at my raised garden box where they were, and I noticed that one of them had a little white shoot coming up okay uh, I don't know whether the second one will ever come up or not. I know where they are because I have the the branches or the the ferns mm-hmm. that were on the plant last year. so can I just wait to see what's going on or assuming as it's gone?
5: Yeah, no, I would just wait. It's still early because um, those are root crops, and like the soil needs to warm up to activate the roots and get it going. So just just be a little bit more patient with that. And the and they're always hard. If you just, I think you just said you planted last year. Yeah, it takes two or three years before you start seeing good clusters of asparagus. Like they're they're not one where you plant one year and then yeah. the next year you just get oodles of asparagus. It's a it takes some time.
3: Yeah, well, this is year two, so.
5: Yeah, again, usually leave. the third year, you'll see a lot more. Yeah. Um, just make sure you're watering it well and a little bit of sandy soil. They love that. And they are a bit of a heavy feeder, so you can even feed them, like, with 20 20, 20 or something. Okay. What
3: about them? Um, yeah. Um, okay, that's
5: good. Thank you. All right. All okay. right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Duncan. All right. Just want to say uh, to everybody, stay safe out there. I know our numbers are getting a little bit crazy. So let's just make sure where if you're out and about, do the social distancing. And if you are going to garden center, go earlier in the morning or later in the afternoon as well, sort of. There's some busy times. And just be patient wherever you go. And uh, thanks a lot for listening and calling in. Until next week, we're going to get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.